Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. The pitch in the dirt. Contreras throws to first. That ends the inning. Cole Hamels went out to start the bottom of the second inning. He made two pitches, and then he immediately started walking toward the Cubs' third base dugout. We have no idea why he had to leave, but he knew there was something wrong, and uh, he did not really stop to talk to anyone. He just walked straight toward the Cubs' clubhouse, and Cole Hamels is done for the game. So a very surprising development has just uh, occurred here in Cincinnati. Fly ball to left, long run, Schwarber over toward the line, dives, cannot make the catch, it's off the glove, he will throw it back in, rounding second, rounding third, and they're trying to score, and scoring on the play is Casale. It's a two-run double for Nick Senzel, and the 0-2, swing and a miss, it's all over. A changeup got him, Lorenzen gets the save, the Reds win game one. By a score of six to three. We left the oblique area. We still haven't gotten any tests done yet. Um, more than likely, he's going to miss uh, at least the start. Um, so we're going to react to that, and then uh, we'll have the announcement about the replacements tomorrow. The replacement tomorrow. The cutter to uh, Gwinnett, um, you know, and, and you know, kind of felt more like a cramp uh, because I've, I've, you know. Strained and or tore my oblique uh, a couple of years ago, and that was completely different. That's you know the one where you feel like you just got shot. We feel like we're we're getting a lot closer to where we need to be. Now, I characterized this the other day on the radio as you know we're probably towards the end of the beginning. Is probably the best way to look at where we're at. We're not by no means where we want to be, and we still have a lot of work to get to where we want to be. And we're not to the best point of this at all either. But we're getting close to the end of the beginning of this, which is going to be the toughest part. Four to two, bummer. Struck him out, absolutely handcuffed him with a cutter to retire the side. Eloy Jimenez hits a ball sky high, deep center field. Kepler back, it is gone! Two-run home run and a cushion from Jimenez. Yeah, again, you know, that's why you play the game. Um, these guys know that it's a very good ball club over there. We know that there are certain things that we have to do. We have to stay within ourselves. Uh, and every club that um, can pitch gives themselves a chance. And I thought, you know, our guys did a nice job of being able to, to do that, keep us in the game, and, and get it get it finished, close it out. So I'm sorry to report to my friends in Chicago the nightmare continues. Chicago Tribune sports page. Really? Column by Stephen Rosenblum. Steve Rosenblum. You know him? Never heard the Never name heard before yet. Steve Rosenblum. I think Chance the Rabbi is the way to go. Brian Peruk. 
Well, when's he coming back? I said, do you want to come back? And it was an emphatic, no. We're glad he misses us. Sitting in for Mike Esposito, who's sitting in for Jordan Burnfield, who's sitting in for Wayne Randazzo, who's sitting in for Mark Grody, who's sitting in for Brian Peruk. It's Matt Spiegel. This is funny, because we're trying so hard to make this funny, and it's not funny. They suck, so you don't have to. Baseball is full of suck right now. For some reason, they sing. With a duck-duck here and a quack-quack there, right? Take the last train to Turdsville, and we'll meet you at the station. Take the last train to Turdsville. They're in need of sanitation, don't you know? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won't stop singing. Lido. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a master's course in stupid. You're tapping two kegs of stupid, and it is really flowing. What percentage is five bucks uh, on a hundred? They have celebrity rebukes. This is Wayne Messmer, Senior Executive Vice President of the Wolves. You know, in all my years involved in sports and many teams, I have never been involved with something that sucks so badly. The three words that best describe this show are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. It's Rosenblum and Spiegel on WSCR. 670 the score. We should be 670 WSUK. WB Club with bonus time. We're going to pack a little extra in the bong today. 11 to 2.30, taking you into Cubs baseball, such as it is at the moment. The I think they need roadside service. There's Matt Spiegel over there. I'm Steve Rosenblum over here. We suck so you don't have to. The Cubs keep finding ways to make it impossible to help them. Speaks. Would anybody like to run away and hide with the National League Central? It is available upon request. Yes, it is. You and merely have to play well. If you could play well. 500. 500 will get you there. Right now, the Cubs have lost 11-18, and they're in first place. And It reminds me of Dennis Herrera, old Rams guard, when they lost. We're in first place, and we stink. <laughs> now, West Virginia's squeal of his. That's where they are. And that's both good and bad. And I have, a, I have a problem with the way the Cubs are looking at what happened after Cole Hamels. You have a problem with the way they're looking at it? That well, they think they have in-house replacements. Well, first of all, they have no choice um, because they already had needs on the trade market. And I don't think you can go ahead and add starting pitcher to your pile of needs. What's more important than starting pitching? Um, not a lot in terms of the long haul, but they do have some guys. They, they do. I'm, really? I mean, Did you like what you saw of Mike Montgomery yesterday? Oh, no, 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 no. I, he's not one in my mind. Okay. Well, who are they? I would sooner... Well, you've got Adbert Alzali, who's there. Right. You've got um, Tyler Chatwood, who was going to go back to the bullpen, but you might have to use him. Maybe Kyle Hendricks comes back before the All-Star break, if you desperately need him, but at least he'll be back after the All-Star break. And I'd rather see Alec Mills get called up from AAA 
to, to go a starter to than I would Mike Montgomery. Something's wrong with Mike Montgomery right now. Yes, and uh, you and Bruce were talking about it. Bruce said that, that he has been hurt, and if that's the case, somebody is – this is malpractice or a bad decision somewhere because if he's hurt and he's not saying anything, he's not helping his team, and if they're trying to – you know, hammock him through this and bandage him through this? Who's it helping? I think, and in that conversation that you're referencing that we had about Montgomery, did you hear the part about the mental stuff too, though? Yes. Because, yes, he has been a little bit hurt and banged up, but he's also, it's been much more chaotic than in previous years when they've toggled him back and forth between starter and bullpen. That has always been... All right, we're going to train you as a starter, get your arm ready as a starter, and then, oh, by the way, we'll, we'll, then maybe we'll use you in the bullpen, and then we'll get you back ramped up as a starter. Now it's just all kind of haphazard. It's almost all bullpen while he still wants to be a starter, and it's year three of that weird what-the-hell-am-I role, and I don't think he's particularly happy in that role. He's getting whipsawed, yeah. and nobody – you'd like to have your roles defined. I really don't like listening to a guy – well, it's the eighth inning or the seventh inning or the ninth inning. I need to know my role. But when you're trying to get lengthened to be a starter. Yes. When you're trying, that's, those are very different ways yes. that you pitch. That's the Physically one and intellectually. That's the one complaint I will allow a pitcher to have about that, that the, the way a team's handling them. You pitch when you're supposed to pitch, when they tell you to pitch. But if you're supposed to be getting stretched out, and then you're being rushed back in, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be doing anybody any good, does he? No, and it takes a special personality and demeanor to be able to handle that role. And he has done so with aplomb over the last couple of years, yeah. but we may have reached our limits on his ability to handle that. Here's my – I realize you don't want to add to the list, but here's why I do. It's the best thing Theo does. He makes trades. Free agency, I'm not wild about what he does. He makes trades – Exhibit A is Cole Hamels. Now you got to replace him with another in-season trade. That was a terrific rally. That was a terrific come-from-behind move last year when Theo and Jed went out and got Cole Hamels. Now they need to do it again. It was a week ago we were, we were here thinking, this is when the Cubs really start. They get Zach Wheeler. They got him last Saturday. Mm-hmm. They still haven't gotten him. They were just – it was unbelievable how – a guy with such bad numbers. Do you realize he's now, he's potentially a Cubs trade target? Like Matthew Boyd? There are, I think they have to go into that market more than they need a hitter. Because I don't understand how you identify a guy who's a clutch hitter. You can identify a starting pitcher with a lot more peripheral numbers. I think what they want is a contact hitter. And then they will then assume that that guy will just be himself in those situations and be more of a contact guy as opposed to a homer or K guy. But you never go. No, until the guy gets up there and it's the bottom of the ninth and there's a guy on second, you're down a run. Yeah. Well, then that's pro scouting. You got to figure out if the dude has has it, you know, if he's got the choke in him or not. But. (laughs) The, you know, whether it's Whit Merrifield, yeah, right, Whit Merrifield, or whether it's, I mean, and that guy's going to cost a lot. Somebody like D. Gordon in Seattle, where they're looking to unload everything, mm-hmm. might not cost you much at all. And uh, to, to would just slap D. Gordon in there into that lineup and let him slap around a little bit towards the top. It gives you a different kind of look, different kind of thing, plus some speed. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Um, so I, I know what you mean. You can't like, 
hard to scout clutch, but you sure can scout contact as opposed to the proliferation of the type of hitters you have. And I think the Cubs history shows that the, at least Theo and Jed will get here, aggressive. Will get aggressive, and I want to see that with starting pitching. I think that's more important because we were sitting here last week, and I wondered how many games they would win with the, the four starters they had against the Braves, and they they eked out two wins. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to do better than that at home. They've really gotten this lousy streak. I think they're about to have. They're they're looking at a chance. I think they have to win the next two games in order to not lose five road series in a row, which is not something they've done for a year. Yeah, that's bad. That's not. This is just to clarify, not a good thing. Don't try this at home, kids. Don't try this in little league. You can't. You can't win a division this way. And you, you, we we talked about it at the start. This is there to be won. Everybody else is stinking it up, and Ozuna's now hurt for the Cardinals. If they were going to mount something. He would have been a part of it, and whatever the Brewers are doing, I, they're they're going to do they're going to go into the trade market, and I think trading is what Theo does best. Well, it's interesting, and I hear I hear what you're saying. The time for aggression is right now, and Carlos Gonzalez apparently will be designated for assignment today. Uh, so, and that that is aggression. You gave him a shot. I think he went seven for forty, had an OPS of six oh six. Good night, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> All right. thanks for playing our game. Right, exactly. Here's your lovely parting gift. You realize what the Brewers are doing today? Three things. Jimmy Nelson went back to the injured list. Who knows if he'll ever come back. Um, Hernan Perez, who was the first guy that Craig Council uh, was part of bringing in here in 2015, Uh a dude that they love, a clubhouse glue guy, they're supposedly going to launch him today. And Travis Shaw has been hitting cleanup for them for two years in a row, had 30 home runs in each of the last two years. He's going to AAA today. They, they're getting aggressive because mm-hmm. time is now to do something. This July, the, the, single, the single trade deadline has really created a bit of chaos in organizations. But it's created chaos, making moves, trying to do something. And, and what it has also done is made a ridiculous set of ridiculous price for things. Yeah. Ma- Matthew Boyd is reportedly the Tigers are talking about a Quintana Jimenez cease package for Matthew Boyd. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he doesn't have Quintana's credentials. No. And the Cubs don't have Jimenez and cease again. This is Matthew Boyd's breakout year right now. We're in the middle of it. Uh, we are. And who knows where it's going to go. You had a lot more sure. portfolio with, with Quintana, so you knew what you were doing. He starts today for the, the Cubs, such as they are today, and we just got the lineup. We'll talk to Gonzo about it, Mark Gonzalez of my Chicago Tribune, my former Chicago Tribune. Schwarber in left, Brian at third, Rizzo at first, Javi at short, Contreras, Contreras catching, Hayward, Russell, Almora, and Quintana against the Reds. And the best hitter for the Cubs over the last calendar month is um, Jason Hayward. Saw those numbers today. I say Tyler Chatwood. No, Bleacher Nation had it. Jason Hayward is the best offensive player of the Cubs in the last 30 days. Uh, by the way, they're going against Luis Castillo, who is a big-time arm for Cincinnati and has put it together uh, this year. ERA, what, I think around 2.56, something like that. So, yeah, they've got a big task on the Cubs should trade for a guy like that. All right, he's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday suckage, and we're taking attendance. 
from uh, from my my Trader Joe's, and there's there's Logan. He's Logan says I should probably know what station. I should probably know when you're on. When are you on? But I'm not sure he knows which station. But Logan's a Logan's. I think he's a ninja. I think he's a secret ninja. And then there's Sean, who wears the he gets to wear the Tommy Bahama shirt and makes a schedule, so everybody's nice to him. Oh yeah, so it go. sounds like a boss. Yeah, that is. So we'll be back with Mark Gonzalez. We will talk Cubs. We will see what's going outside, staying inside. What are their options? Later on, I need to talk to you about the analytics of bags at some point. That's really the only thing I want to get into at some there point are, today. And there are peripherals. There are metrics. Apparently so. There are bags above replacements. Is there something <laughs> like that? There's Exit Velo. <laughs> I hear Laguerre and Larry Meyer are really good at bags. Uh huh. I hear. Oh yeah. So. The, oh yeah, Larry. They're unbelievable. I, they're, they're, they have XFIP bags. XFIP. That B- Bob Laguerre, the longtime Bears writer, is a stud. I have played with and against Bob once at TJ Donlin's down there in um, in Bourbonnais. And did you learn your lesson never to do it again? Stay away. Stay away. Unless you have a particularly good hot streak and you're you know, bags hustler, yeah, I'm more of a I'm more of a feel guy when it comes to to bags. I'm like I'm like a human guy, like a you know scout boots on the ground sort I, of I bags you were guy. Tell me a TW TW guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Saturday Suckage, but you already knew that. Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply chicago sports station cole hamels went out to start the bottom of the second inning he made two pitches and then he he immediately started walking toward the cubs third base dugout we have no idea why he had to leave but he knew there was something wrong and uh, he did not really stop to talk to anyone. He just walked straight toward the Cubs clubhouse, and Cole Hamels is done for the game. So a very surprising development has just uh, occurred here in Cincinnati. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Now that's walk-up music, mister. 
That's walk-up music, and that can only belong to one man, Mark Gonzalez of the Chicago Tribune. He joins us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline. Alpamonte Ford, 500 new and used vehicles to choose from, and we choose Gonzo because he has the greatest walk-up music. Gonzo, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? We're doing okay, thanks. So, Cole Hamels doesn't think the oblique is as bad, but your default setting for an oblique injury is... About four to six weeks. Do we know anything? Do you know anything more that you can share with the class about his situation this morning? Well, I, I know they were they were. I wouldn't say scrambling, but they know since it's the weekend, uh, trying to find a place to do the uh, MRI to determine the severity of the injury. I can tell you, last night before he spoke to us, um, he seemed to be tying his shoes okay. Um, you know, didn't see anything on the. Uh, left oblique you know as far as you know maybe ice or whatever but um i think he's he knows that if you push it any farther i mean it could be more than two months based on what he went through on his right side and the fact that this happened on his throwing side i think you have to be even more careful so um long story short we don't know anything yet but i can just tell you those are the indicators that that tell me that yeah, i think Maybe he knows it's not as bad as it's at this point. Yeah, he he. I think he said Gonzo that the one he did two years ago was a full on tear, and that felt like he got shot. If I if I heard that right, and this Your ears one aren't lying. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then this one didn't feel like that, but he still doesn't know. But either way, last time that he hurt the had this injury, he was out for two months. His first start when he came back, he gave up seven runs. Uh, he had a 4.79 ERA over the seven starts immediately following him coming back. So, and as a guy who's going to be a free agent at his advanced age, this is not something that he personally is going to uh, uh, to mess with, right? You nailed it too, because he's a guy that takes great pride in in taking that ball every fifth day. I mean, you look at him, you know, there's not an ounce of fat on him, and yet this happens. And he want he, he told us in spring training he wanted to pitch till he was 45. That was his goal. You know, that's not going to happen. But uh, he really envisions a, a, a lengthy career, you know, well past this year. And to have this happen and the trend in baseball where, where teams seem to shy away from from everybody that turns 34, 35, this is kind of a, a disturbing trend or disturbing development for him. Talking with Mark Gonzalez of the Chicago Tribune, talking Cubs baseball here on The Score with uh, Rosenblum and Spiegel on Saturday Suckage. Gonzo, in writing about where the the Cubs are going to be looking, um, Jed Hoyer said on this station they will be looking outside for players who can hit with runners in scoring position, but they... Now it appears they will be looking at only in-house options for the pitching replacements. And I'm not really thrilled with them, so you can run those down, but I think that what the thing that Theo and Jed do best is trade for pitching. I think they do an excellent job, and Hamels was a great example. Theo rallied terrifically to pull off a Hamels deal yesterday or last year, and this July 1 trade deadline seems to have created some chaos so are they really content to believe that they have in-house replacements for starters well i mean they have they have a couple guys down the minors who are throwing well alec mills and and uh come away but uh, the answers right now in immediate 
have to come from within. And, you know, probably Tyler Chatwood will take Hamill's start, but the question is can you go into the second half deep with him while Hamill's tries to return? We don't know that. Mike Montgomery, it's it's almost a lost season at this point because he just hasn't been the same since spring training when he had this shoulder stiffness. There's been no talk whatsoever of – working them in as a, as a starter. It's just been a, a lost first half and probably going to be a lost season, unfortunately. So on top of that, you know, you want to look outside the ad pitching. Well, you're going to have to overpay because you're a contender. And then we all know about the, the, the shallow uh, reservoir of prospects in the organization compared to some of the other teams that are going to be looking for the same needs that have uh, that that reservoir, that deep reservoir where they can see losing a prospect to get a short-term gain. So um, they're really juggling a lot of balls right now, but the reality is their best options might come from within at this point. Boy, Ian Happ picked the wrong year to give up glue sniffing, didn't he? I mean, this was just – this is the year Ian Happ needed to be Ian Happ, right? Wouldn't he have been one of the best trade chips that suddenly wouldn't look so bleak they'd have more options, Gonzo? Yes. Yes, absolutely, without a doubt, without a doubt. So uh, that that that's a pretty it's a pretty big leap um, to 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 hear to hear you take in terms of maybe a lost full season for Montgomery. This has been a disaster this entire first half. I completely agree, and I've wondered what his mental state is, Gonzo. Just kind of being around a little bit. I, it doesn't seem like a guy who's awfully happy with this role he's had now going on a third season. So, it, 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 is there any component of that that's uh, that's mixed in there, or? Or are we really looking at a guy whose arm just isn't giving him what he uh, needs it to give him? No, I think at some point you'll have a parent-teacher conference or at least uh, the manager and the player will speak. If they haven't already, just where the manager's going to have to say, uh, especially with these injuries, to saying, hey, we're going to need you. We need you to step up, but keep in mind we need you. And that whatever role he's asked to do is, is, is bigger than what his long-term ambitions will be, which we all know is starting. I mean, I think that's the only way you, you save it to make him feel important and then uh, assess things in the off season. because, you know, with Hamill's hurt and he's going to be a free agent, and that's, that's one spot you got to fill, and, and, they, and maybe it'll be Azale, uh or, or somebody else, but you have a lot of moving parts. Mark Gonzalez of the Chicago Tribune joins us here on The Score talking Cubs baseball. Were you surprised – the Jed Hoyer said they were going to look outside for whatever you call clutch hitting, and I know you've you've you guys have regularly noted their runners in scoring position, their lack of ability to hit, and if they're going to go outside for that, where are they, how are they going to judge that? How are they going to find somebody? How do you? What's the the, the one or two? You just look at runners in scoring position, batting average, and trade for that guy. Is it that simple in the Cubs world? Well, I mean, Matt remembers Pat Tabler, Mr. Bases Loaded, 482, 482 batting average with the bases loaded. <laughs> now if they could only get the bases loaded. Uh, my day is yeah. made, a Pat Tabler <laughs> mention. I'm good. <laughs> good night, everybody. Uh. That, that's hard to find because, you know, Joe says it, it's, you know, industry-wide. But, I mean, I, I go back to my White Sox days. I can't remember them and how the Twins – and the Angels always had those pesky guys, the piranhas, that would always come through uh, hitting with runners in scoring position. And it, it's, it's, it's a lost art. One, because we're in this launch, launch 
angle mode, guys, you know, striking out or hitting home runs. You kind of got away from the situational hitting. Um, that's one thing. And I think the other is you saw uh, Wednesday night a craftsman like Dallas Keuchel really teasing these guys where they're trying to uh, pull the ball instead of hitting to the opposite field and results in, in all those double plays. Um, that's another factor. So um, good luck finding those guys. I, it, it doesn't surprise me that they're looking for those guys, but it's really going to be tough to get those guys because those guys are just tough to find in this era. There's a real craft for that right now. Yeah, we just saw Jeff McNeil of the Mets, you know, and, and there's just not that many guys, and he reminded me of Zobrist as he's taking all those at-bats. Zobrist in his prime, and I got to tell you, I thought when they were talking in the offseason about the offense being broken and that it's time to value uh, production over potential, I thought they were going to trade a power bat for a contact bat. I, th- I thought that kind of thing, like they were going to change the mix and and they didn't. They they tried to teach the same message in a different way, and it worked for a while. And maybe it could still work, where you're asking the power guys to transition to become contact guys with two strikes. But here we are, and they're still looking around for whoever that contact guy might be to throw in there. Yeah, and it still could work. But I think that um, one of the little subplots to all this is how a lot of the right-handed hitters haven't fared well against lefties. Hmm. And that would remedy some of it, especially in the case of, you know, Albert Almora, who, who used to be terrific against lefties and you having, having a tough time with that. I kind of look at it from the other side as well. I mean, just based on what we saw with the Dodgers and, and guys like Bellinger and Muncie and Verdugo, just their mastery against lefties. And it, and it can be done. I mean, Remember in the 2017 World Series, the Astros chewed up Bellinger, and then this kid, to his credit, has made an incredible uh, improvement, incredible turnaround against lefties, and it, it can be done. I'm not saying it has to be done to the level that Bellinger's produced, but it can be done. Hmm. I know Madden was taught, you had quoted Madden talking about uh, waiting for Almora, Bodie, and Russell to come back to hit well against lefties. And the, it's not the same case for all of them. With Almora, it seems after the job he did against lefties last year, the league seems to have adjusted to him, and, and now it's on him. With Russell, I, it's just been – there's been really almost no spike. There's almost no suggestion that he's going to be able to find it. At least I haven't seen that. Is there a reason for hope with this guy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, last year I didn't see the power – because I thought that some of the power could mask his his overall lack of hitting. But I haven't seen that. And then this year, you don't see games where he has a lot of multiple hits. You see him drive the ball the right field now and then for a hit. You think, okay, he's dialed in. It's going to translate. But you don't see that. And that's been the mystery to me. You know, Bodie's been up and down. I think if once he shores up, his plate discipline against breaking balls, he'll get on one of his runs again. But it, it's been up and down, and, and I'm not, you know, looking under any, under any rocks. Joe pointed this out last night. Yeah, I, I remember Gonzo watching Addison Russell in 2017 with you, I believe. And I remember thinking about it and talking about it with some others up there. We're like, good hitters, at some point, they develop a plan. Like, you go up there. Yeah. I mean, Gonzo just said it. You thought the power would mask his overall lack of hitting. 
he, it's like good guys go up there with an idea, whether it is I'm going to sit fastball and adjust to this, or I'm going to look to this spot and then adjust to that. And it doesn't seem like Addison Russell has ever really developed that plan. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think it's very fair to say. It's mystifying because we, we all saw the power early in his career. You heard the comps, you know, the Barry Larkin. And it just hasn't translated for whatever reason. I mean, the, the power's there in the bat. I just don't see him squaring enough balls to, yep. to give you a, a great hope that it's, it's going to come. It, 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 it's really it is gonna, we're going to look back at it no matter what, but uh, cer- certainly if they don't win another one, we're going to look back at <clears throat> not making some of the self-scouting choices they could have made and dealing certain guys at the peak of their value to, 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 to amplify things, you know? It, and Addison's exactly. one of them. Exactly. I mean, there's an old saying, you know, it's, it, I'm not the first one to say it about you have to know your, your own team first before you, you know what's out there outside and, uh, I think we're almost past that point because now uh, you're not going to get fair market value for, for these guys if you decide to move on. I, I, I thought they should have you know, moved on with a few guys uh, last year. It didn't happen. So uh, you, know, you thought you were banking on rebounds, but not everybody rebounds. You know, mm-hmm. You're going to have some guys that, that, that still stumble and some guys that do ascent. It's, just, it's been uh, almost a lost first half, but here they are. It's still in first place, so go figure. Yeah, boy, the whole division, nobody wants it. Gonzo, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. Thanks. Mark Gonzalez, Chicago Tribune, talking Cubs. And, you know, the, the, the point about Russell, yeah. really well taken. And he's, the major, he's doing it at the major league level what Ian Happ's doing at the minor league level, which is nothing, and ruining all trade values. Happ, Russell, Almora. And to an extent, Schwarber, although I don't think they were ever going to part with Schwarber. I don't Schwarber, think so either. And Schwarber still has a lot of value. He's a lefty who can pencil in for 30 homers. There's value there. And there could still be further. DH in the National League. Yeah, right. Right. But, man, those, those guys should have, they should have moved a couple of those guys in trying to get pitching. And then a couple of the guys they did move have blown up in their face a little bit. You know who would be a really good contact hitter for this lineup? Tell me. DJ LeMayhew. Really? You think so? His batting average, his ability to make contact. I believe he's your starting uh, all-star second baseman for the New York Yankees. How about that guy playing for the Angels who's not Mike Trout? Oh, Tommy. Yeah, but who the hell knows how that happened? Yes. Who could have seen that coming? That story might might eventually be told. California. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole Mike Trout thing is just it, – it, the numbers are staggering. One of the things about baseball lying to you about the quality of the baseballs, the fact that they've juiced the baseball, yeah. has led to some incredible numbers and incredible pairings. So we'll tell you, this is something that might be more comfortable for your hit-and-run show. By the way, who are your uh, – Ruth and Garrick, is that who's co-hosting with yes. you tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, right. Exactly. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um, a guy named John Garrick, who John lives Garrick. down the street from me. Uh, no, we're live from the Impact Field where the Chicago Dogs play, and I'll have Carlos ah. Zambrano and Butch Hobson coming by. 
Uh, this hour of 6-7 Scores brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. And the bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Western Conference champion Chicago Wolves would like to thank the loyal fans for making this 25th anniversary so special. Thank you and see you in October. And you know what? It was also brought to you by the Regional Transportation Authority. Public transit is the backbone of a transportation system and part of what makes this region great. Whether you cheer for the baseball team on the north side or south side, whether you like tacos or sushi, everyone agrees public transportation is the best way to get where you're going this summer. All right, so some Mike Trout stats and bags peripherals. We'll get to those as as you begin to explain why you need BABIP in playing bags. And that's what makes Saturday suckage Saturday suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Matt Spiegel, Chicago Sports Radio 670. This After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday Suckage with you till 2.30. We will talk with uh, David Schuster at uh, 1.40. NFL, NBA free agency begins. It's the weirdest thing. NBA free agency begins tomorrow at 5 p.m. I, it, followed it, it, by 60 minutes and then murder, she wrote. She wrote. Yeah. I mean, 5 p.m.? Really? Yeah, it's an odd time, isn't it? I always thought midnight was odd, too, and Lovey Smith loading up the truck and standing outside of the mansion that, to, to give Julius Peppers all the money. But all of these times are odd and weird, and they're not observed. Especially... Everybody um, cheats. Isn't that exactly when the full MLB All-Star rosters come out? How about a little respect, NBA? Put some respect on the announcement of the All-Star Reserves. What? Really? <laughs> how do you? Several we are. How do you schedule your free agency to begin then? Don't you know how important the All Star reserves are to get the James McCann answer? That's right. Chicago needs isolation from NBA free agency in order to truly celebrate James McCann's impending naming to the American League All Star roster. But the good news is the Bulls have provided that <laughs> that independence from free agency. <laughs> There's they, they, we are we are the ultimate flyover <laughs> franchise state. There's like there's like 12 to 15 NBA markets that are greeting this insane offseason with incredible enthusiasm and excitement and intrigue. What's my team going to do? How are we going to reshape the franchise? Mm-hmm. Do we have a shot at some of these greatest players in the history of the game? Um, what, what can we do? I can't wait. And the Bulls are like. Complete and utter afterthought because Otto Porter. Yay. Yeah. And also, as Casey Johnson wrote today in the Tribune, the Bulls are going to do it their way. Here's their plan. It's their way or the highway. We're going to stay with this. And like what they did with Zach Levine last year. We're we're giving you this. If you can get an offer sheet for more, go ahead. And he did. And they matched it. 
So the, the Bulls are just going to do it their way because that's been so successful in bringing untold championships to Chicago in the last 16 years under John Paxson's reign. Okay, mm-hmm. great. NBA free agency, there you go. And I, I, I'll ask this question, and maybe we get an answer from somebody out there. Okay. Why would you pay Kevin Durant all that money? He's not going to play for you for at least a year, right? 18 months? Yeah, there's no way Kevin Durant's going to play. And the history of guys who come back from Achilles tears in basketball is not good in so, terms of the quality of their production and their, their endurance, et cetera. And I'm not talking about just right away. I'm talking about the rest of their career. So why would you pay Kevin Durant that money to initially not play for you and then not be Kevin Durant when he tries to come back? Because somebody will if you don't. Because the, the money is good, so that stupid. that would help you. The money is so stupid in the NBA. And remember, some of these teams have set themselves up to be in the Durant sweepstakes or uh-huh. be in the sweepstakes for players like this and then get passed over. You know, we've seen that here, obviously. Yes. I don't know whether they had lamb's blood on the doorway That's right, or not. They did. <laughs> um, but if you're the Knicks and you've been setting up for this offseason to get Kevin Durant, and if he were healthy, he might go to the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard instead. But because he's not healthy, he'll come to you as long as you pay him the full money while he's not. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to miss, then you pay so you can, so you can get there. To you not know? have Kevin Durant play for you. Because you'll have him after that. If, am I wrong in wanting to pay a guy that much money and have him be on the court? <laughs> no, it's understandable. I, I, I don't understand this. Okay. Um, I have a question about – it's not a question. It was, it was these – it's, it's uh, the baseball. The baseball's juiced, and this, you get stuff like this. We, uh-huh. We've often seen the Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout comparison. Yes. So from Elias Sports, Trout had the, had the 5,000th plate appearance of his career last Friday. So through 5,000 plate appearances, Mantle was hitting 314, Trout 307. Mantle, 262 home runs, Trout 262 home runs. RBIs, Mantle, 799. Trout, 704. Runs scored, 929 for Mantle, 854 for Trout. Hmm. OPS, 1.005 for Mantle, 0.998 wow. for Trout. It's and pretty Mickey good. Mantle. Yeah. And the, the silliness, but it's also wonderful because you get to call up these. The, the, one of these things is not like the other one. The last week... Trout currently, Kurt, uh, Trout had led the American League in runs, RBIs, and walks. Only three players have ever led either league in all three stats over a full season since RBIs became an official stat in 1920. That would be Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, and Mike Schmidt. That's where Mike Trout is. Unbelievable. That's where Mike Trout is. Now, he is great, but the ball is also juicy. Yes, it is, and that's why you get this. Yeah. When you see Cody Bellinger and Stan Musial's name, they're, they're together in the same sentence. The only players in NL history with 100-plus hits, 50-plus walks, 25-plus home runs through 80 games. Those two. That's the extent of your list. Cody Bellinger meets Stan Musial. But there's nothing different about the ball, now Rob there, Manfred says. No, there is now. He, he had to come out and admit it. He had to admit it. Plus, the astrophysicist wrote the piece on, uh, right. on The Athletic this week defining the ways that it was different. But Manfred came out and said, and I actually believe what Manfred said, which is that 
they are getting better at centering the pill, which is the thing in the middle of the ball, and that has eliminated some of the drag, which would keep the ball from flying uh, quite the way that it is now. Because they've gotten better at production of the baseball, it is now flying further. Because I can't imagine you being MLB and looking at the trend, the way it's been going the last 10 years, where every, homers have gone up, walks have gone up, strikeouts have gone up, and the volume of people complaining about the damage to the game and the lack of balls in play and the downward trend in, in age of viewer and, and age of uh, you know, and ratings and, and all of that stuff. And saying, you know what we need is even more home runs. Even less action. Right. That's not the answer. Mm-hmm. That is not the answer. It's too late. That's the answer. Well, it's here. It's here. But they, yeah, now I, what are you going to do? I don't, think it's, I don't think it's by design that it is bumped up to this absurd level this year. I don't think it's by design. I think it is the happenstance of better production. I'm not buying that. No? I, it was orchestrated. It was, it, was part of a, it was part of a nefarious plot. Yeah. It, wait, is it go, is that going well? It's always been the answer for owners. It was with the steroids when they looked the other way, and it's now for the baseballs. And we, this is the second time they've juiced the baseballs. But but don't you it's think the don't you think more than fifty percent of baseball fans believe it's gone too far in the home run direction? Well, they don't know. Baseball doesn't know. It was like the NHL baseball with home runs reminds me of the NHL with fighting. Did not know whether it was the the reason the sport was being held back or the only reason it got as as popular as it ever was at those times. They do not know. The owners don't know, and they can't take the chance of, oh, my God, what if there's no home runs? Now what? Hmm. What's going to happen on SportsCenter? They're just going to show more soccer goals. I, 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 would, I would enjoy the hell out of seeing more RBI doubles on, on SportsCenter. Actually, I don't watch SportsCenter. On Quick Pitch, I would enjoy seeing more RBI doubles and, and run scoring singles to the opposite field. All right, well, I'm, but sorry, maybe I'm a dork. sorry you're saddled with home runs. Let's take a break. We'll come back. If you have phone calls... We will take them, 312-644-6767. If you have ideas on fixing the Cubs, we, uh, we will pass them along because we are the Cubs broadcast flagship station. Saturday Suckage, Rosenblum and Spiegel, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 